I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview I had last week with Son from uh, the Iron Maiden uh, uh, SSI tribute band. Um, the, sorry, Iron Maiden, I'll say that again, Aces High, Iron Maiden tribute, Australian tribute band, now international as well, which is amazing. I'm really proud of it. I'm really, I'm really, if you haven't listened to the episode, um, apart from me mucking up the name, go back and uh, have a listen because it's such a really good good chat with her anyway it's i thought we haven't done on the, on the show for some time now a genre dive we did a few back in the early days of the show um when i was getting my feet into the podcasting universe uh, and i thought this time around we might do one of the most controversial of them one with one of the sort of the widest sub genres attached to it and uh one of those ones that i sort of hold i do love but uh, again it some people it's very, it's very, it's very decisive. Like derisive, some people will um, derisive is the wrong word. You know what I mean? Um, it splits people down the middle. That's what I meant to say. Whatever the word is, that's what I meant to say. Um, fill gap there. Pause for a second. That's what I meant to say. Anyway, there. So um, it's. It, I came across this particular genre, uh, and you'll know because you've seen the <laughs> the title of the show. It is death metal. Now. For those that are just dibbling, dabbling their toes into heavy metal and are new to the genre and listening to the show just to get some advice, don't be scared of something that calls itself death metal. Um, and that's D-E-A-T-H, by the way, guys, not D-E-F, if you can't understand my accent. <laughs> it's death as in the end, metal, right? Uh, it's sort of, I came across it in um, about... Mm, 88, 89, um, with my old friend Crazy Mel. Uh, as I told you before on the show, I've got two friends called Melvin, one called Crazy Mel and one Normal Mel, although he's not that normal, he's still just a bit crazy, but actual Crazy Crazy Mel. Um, this, uh, he was a Mauritian death metal fan, ex-punk, wore skin-tight leopard pants, skin pants, um, a army jacket, uh, always wore a lanyard from from backstage, like a backstage pass, and it was always day aside, right? We'll get onto that in a minute. Anyway, he got me onto the onto the death metal scene. Now, uh, he when he took me to see day aside uh, at the Astoria, and his best mate, I can't remember his name for life or money, love or money. Now he was a, a record executive and A and R guy, sorry. And he we turned up all in our metal gear, like you know, black and long hair and everything and he turns up in um in a suit and tie and i just thought and i didn't i remember i've said this on the show before i remember turning to to mel and going they're gonna kill him um <laughs> he's gonna get torn apart looking like that going in there um but he went backstage so it didn't really matter i didn't i didn't see him at the gig uh, anyway um that aside so death metal where does it come from what is it about why should i listen to it well they're the three questions that we may be able to answer today. So, firstly, where did it come from? It, 
It's a quite tricky one to sort of pin down, um, but it's basically a bastardization of thrash, um, traditional heavy metal, and new wave of British heavy metal. So uh, because it's sort of it, it was born and birthed in around 1985, this is when we sort of the name is um, the name is sort of birthed as we speak um, by the the vocalist and bass player from Possessed. Um, whose name is Jeff Bercea, B-E-R-R-I-C-A. Um, apologize if I've butchered his name to any fans out there, but Possessed basically released an album called Seven Churches. It considered to be the first ever death metal album. Uh, and I actually generally think that's probably the case because it's the most raw and um, brutal of all of the early albums. Um, it's certainly... Um, you know, it has that um, punk DIY attitude to it. Read the cover, um, the um, the artwork, the 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 sound production, all everything to, that you see. You imagine with that sort of rawness of early new uh, genre music. And it's Bukhara, by the way, it just came to my head then. Jeff Bukhara. Anyway, yeah. So everything you expect from that from that sort of sound. Uh, they took the the sort of speed and uh, aggression um, and sort of uh, youthful exuberance of thrash twisted it with some um, you know some of the black metal vocal stylings of growling the um, demonic almost uh, uh, unlistenable vocal um, performances and the sort of drop tune guitars with the breakneck speed drumming. Uh, it's like buzzsaw guitars and and sort of um, it's just almost um, breathtaking speed of the guitar. Now of, of the drums, sorry, and that sort of comes a lot from the British influence of bands like Napalm Death. Now they're more you saw your your grindcore um, sort of leading towards the out of death metal on the borders of death metal but I would say that they were in there originally with their and they have you know really short sharp um, one minute songs Lee Dorian um, on vocals went on to to leave the band and, and join and, and make Cathedral one of my favourite um, Stone of Doom bands in the, ever uh, and you know I luckily saw him at the very first his ever first ever London gig and his very last Sydney gig with Cathedral so it was quite a uh, it's quite an experience for me. I'm quite um, enamoured by that band. Anyway, so they, they, and, they, and their imagery and their um, like thrash. Where if you think about thrash, to me thrash always seems a cartoony. You know, it's like the it's like the high top runners and the you know the tight jeans and the baseball caps and the long hair. You know, this sort of anthrax, Metallica. Although Metallica wouldn't put me in that same cartoony kind of vibe, but you know some of that sort of stuff, you know, Exodus, um, it's sort of you know a little bit, um, a bit more fun, but but also you know, you know, hardcore as well. Um, but they took that and then they added this sort of dark horror movie um, aesthetic. Bands like Cannibal Corpse, and I, I saw Cannibal Corpse in nineteen. 19- no, 2002, maybe, 2003. Oh, yeah, it's Sydney, and it was one of the worst concerts I've ever, do, I've ever been to in my life. I have to tell you that um, I went there because a mate of mine was taking his girlfriend there, and he didn't want to go on his own. He's like, can you come along? And I said, all right. And she had, um, we'd just seen Bolt Thrower the week before, another brilliant um, sort of death band and British band, and was like, well, okay. This I trust you. I had never seen Cannibal Corpse. So it was one of those bands. It was one of those. Um, I didn't even really listen to them because it was pre-streaming, um, and I didn't want to go and buy a record. I thought, oh, I've seen the artwork. It looks pretty uh, out there. I'll give it a go because I do like the darker side of life. And it was awful. I'm sorry, Cannibal Corpse fans out there, but it, I know that Jim Carrey is a big Cannibal Corpse fan. That's why he had him in the Ace Ventura, the band in Ace Ventura movie. I just, I just don't get it. I just, just for me, it was just a, it was just a wall of noise. Now, 
if I go back and try and listen, maybe I might get something from it. But if you're big fans, if you're if you're going, to, I mean, honestly, if you're going to dip your toes into death metal, these are the bands you have to dip toes into, just to see the differences. There's no good saying I listen to Doom and only listen to um, Candlemass, right? Do you have to listen to other versions and other subgenres? Anyway, so they take the horror movie themes. Um, it's very black. It's very dark. It's very intense. Uh, they, you know, they get references from like extreme gore movies, like you know, Cannibal Ferox and um, uh, like all the Lucia Fulci movies, like Zombie Flesh Eaters, and so on. There's a brilliant uh, band I reviewed back in the show. One of my favorite bands called Heads for the Dead, and they're really into and Fulci, and they're really into the Fulci movies, and they get yeah, that horror movie vibe as well. I mean, that's a death metal band, but they're more modern. Um, yeah, so they take the horror movie themes. Um, also, th- there was a side of death metal which is uh, darker. There is the um, the more satanic, and, and I don't want to use the word satanic because I don't want to sort of label that way, but they have this sort of more uh, anti-religion. I wouldn't say anti-Christian because I think that would be unfair. They're sort of anti-all religions, I think. Uh, bands like Deicide, which means to kill God, right? Um, Glenn Benton, lead vocalist of Deicide, um, bass player, I believe, is truly one of the scariest people I've ever witnessed to see live. Um, he burnt an inverted cross into his forehead. Uh, and uh, when I was, as I said before, when I saw them with my mate Crazy Mel um, and his mate, I can't remember his name of, um, there was a, because he's very into, like, well, wrong word into so the imagery is a lot to do with animal mutilation and violence towards animals and to humans and so when i went to see them they had a sort of a if you remember the bit in the blues brothers where the good old boys are playing behind that mesh because of the they chucking bottles and glasses at them because they're not a cowboy band this is what uh, how it was like there there was this mesh in front of the stage and um these animal liberation people were got in and were, were sort of chucking um, objects at the band and then then some of the crazy band's fans who were not animal liberation were chucking pig's heads and trotters and snouts and ears and hoofs and all sorts of bits of gore and blood at the band how they got it in I mean you you couldn't get that into a gig now because you get frisked within an your life but back then you could just wander in whatever you wanted you know anyway crazy crazy right so there was there is that darker side now they all seem to originate um, from the Florida area, the Tampa Bay area. Uh, the main band, I mean, the band that, that if you're going to, I mean, I've mentioned, I've mentioned, um, you know, all the, the, the Possessed and um, Deicide and, and, and Cannibal Corpse, but Obituary is another one, but really the main one that sort of, sort of was the poster boys of the, of, of the, of the, of the genre was Death. Um, now, they, now, Death was fronted by a guitarist and singer called Chuck Schuldner. Unfortunately, he died in February 1991, which is very sad. He was only a young man. But he sort of took the um, the burgeoning Death scene and really took it, brought it to the world. I mean, there's some beautiful instrumental pieces that he does. There's some, you know, he it's it's far more complicated. And like, like all... Um, like all, you know, new forms of music, be it punk, be it heavy metal, be it blues, be it, be it rock and roll, be it any subgenre that comes out of those things, they tend to start off very, very rough, and then people gra- gravitate to that sound, um, and then they sort of add their, they get more more proficient in area, more people people with more proficiency come in, wanting to use their musical ability but in the with the kind of passion and power that the genres have and chuck Schuldner, he had this music musicality to him unlike any of the deaf bands and i'm and i've missed some and i haven't mentioned and any big fans out there who said you didn't mention this person this person i am sorry i will get to them in, in the second half i'm just going to sort of rough outline okay so 1985 starts with possession then deaf comes along and releases um this screaming bloody gore, uh, and it is, um, it's got saw blade guitars, it's got straight neck speed drums, it's got that growl of the shoulder from the dev vocal, it's got, um, 
you, I mean, if you watch videos of Def, you can be, almost barely see the drummer's arms in such a blur, the speed. Same as the drummer from Napalm Def, who basically invented that blast beat sound. Um, you cannot keep up with the, the movement of this. I, I don't know how the how it's musical in some respects, but it, it clearly is because he's making a note. He's making the, the, an air, the air move in a way that's pleasing to your ear so therefore it's a note therefore it's musical it doesn't have to be all um you know jazz tones which is a good segue because um before he's deaf um chuck really did uh really did re reimagine and redesign the whole of the deaf genre music sounding wise because he started to sort of almost use on the third album he started to almost use like a a jazz almost jazz overtones right so it's quite um it's quite wonderful to listen to the the, the or jazz theory sorry is what i wrote down um he was a great composer he really was he was uh, more than just an atonal um screaming mess he had this um wonderful tonality to him so when people say oh tony i, I can't cope with i can't listen to death metal it's too it's too unmusical have a listen to Screaming Bloody Gore and the two album, albums after that, um, which I highly, highly recommend. And they are Screaming Bloody Gore, 1987, Leprosy, 1988, and Spiritual Healing, which is the one in 1990, where it sounds like he's brought in some jazz overtones. Sadly, in 1991, um, Shoulder did die of a brain tumour, um, which is really sad. Um, and, and often... Uh, there's a good documentary on him on, I believe, on Amazon Prime here in Australia. I'm not sure every platform it is, but it's a very, very good one. And I, 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 I seek it out. Um, I'll try and find the name of it. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll put it in the show notes below. So, you know, have a click and have a watch. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, and give his memory some, some kudos. Now, see, before that, before Chuck's um, sort of... Uh, tinkering with the format it was more your new album had more in common with that and and the bands themselves uh were very much like the punk underground scene which i really love and the album they had some some real uh, convergence because they were only heard by tape swapping so bands would swap tape with each other oh, i've got this i've recorded this here you listen to that you listen to this um and it wasn't until they sort of all were converged on the morrow sound studios in tampa bay uh, where the real um, centre of the universe for black for death metal began. It became that's where it is. It's the, at the centre was the Morris Sound Studios in Tampa Bay, in Florida, and well, you, you name it, they've recorded there. Obituary, Necrophysia, um, Death, um, Possessed. You know, I mean, it, um, it, the list goes on. There's so many um, that I can't really. Let me have a look. One second. Cannibal Corpsey, I completely forgot they recorded there. I've got I've got my notes on the floor, guys. So if you hear me go away from the mics because I'm having to lean over because I've run out of space on my bloody table. Um Yeah, so it was predominantly an American um genre for quite some time. But it didn't last that way for long because when they started recording their albums and then getting out on record labels like Roadrunner and um, Roadrunner is the well, Roadrunner is the main label, uh, and then one second, let me just check this: Combat, Nuclear Blast. These are the labels that they were on. Um, that's when they started to really sort of um, open up the world to hear their music, because then suddenly record stores around the world. And, and metal bands metal lovers were desperate for new sounds and you know to pick up like me I didn't know and I I was picking up Kerrang um, and NME although NME in sounds that they don't really do a lot of metal even though they were very much a new wave new punk thing but Kerrang Metal Hammer um, and some of those other sort of I mean, to some extent even Fangoria the, 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 the gore magazine uh, special effects makeup magazine I used to collect horror um, because that was my business when I was younger, um, had often articles about 
death metal bands in strangely i don't know why but they just did i think because of the videos that, can, that were connected to them and then you know, the uk scene came along and and bands like uh, napalm death and carcass um create these sort of new new subgenres like growing core which we'll talk about another time but the most impressive uh, of the of the deaf scene uh, outside of america was uh the swedish um would you believe it the lovely calm relaxed friendly swedes now not norway not finland not germany not poland Sweden of all places, the, the place of the, be the happiest place on earth to live, with the nicest people. I love sweet Swedes; they're just so nice. Um, and we'll talk about that when we come back after the break. I'm going to get myself a drink and review my notes again, and we'll talk about that when I come to the other side. So, so far we've had the American absurgence. Is that a word? No, the American. Um, birth of death metal and now we're going to see how it goes globally anyway talk to you soon if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the show. Um, sorry if my voice sounds a little off. I just made myself a cup of tea and had a little biscuit. And uh, probably not really the most professional thing to do when you're recording, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, I really needed a little snack. Helps me with the show. Nothing you don't need to know about that, but anyway. So, 
we're talking about international death acts now. So obviously Sweden wasn't the only place. I mean, it's everywhere around the world. Absolutely everywhere. The Australians do it. The English, every country has an amazing death metal scene. But back then, and around 1993, a band, well, 1995, sorry, a band from Sweden uh, produced an album uh, that would change the sound of death metal forever and create a whole separate subgenre. As I said before, the death song, death metal has so many subgenres attached to it, um, and we have with this one the new melodic death metal sounding subgenre. Typical Swedes, they would love you guys. And I was not going to go at you Swedish people, as I said before. I love the country, but very much the Swedish thing. Let's let's uh, uh, have it a bit laid back. We'll have the aggression, thank you, but we'll have it a little bit more. A little bit more tuneful, please. A little bit more... Hmm, let's have a little bit more jazz based in there. Nice. Um, and uh, so, which band is it you're thinking? Who is it? All right. Well, it's At The Gates. Um, no, no, sorry, At The Gates. Uh-uh, rewind that. Entombed. Uh, their third album, Wolverine Blues. Uh, they basically took that sound and the the all the all the the madness of Glenn Benton all the um the aggression and speed of Chuck Schuldner's death um all the uh absurdity of, of Napalm death and the you know the darkness and the anger of Morbid Angel and ex uh, and obituary and made it their own uh Added sort of buzzsaw guitars, so called, so because it sounds like you're cutting down a tree. Apparently, is what the, the one of the reviews said. Uh, it is more easier on the ear in a strange way. Um, so those that are looking to enter the, the death metal genre to see whether they like it or not, instead of going to straight to weird things like tech death and prog death and all that sort of stuff, go to the melodic. Um, ones with the Swedes. If you jump in at Sweden, go with to um, bands like, as I said, um, sort of Entombed, At the Gates, Haunted, and Witchery. Uh, all I saw, I mean, and we went to a, uh, Benji and I went to a, it was a fantastic gig at the basement here in Canberra uh, with uh, At the Gates, Witchery, and Haunted. Like the, it was like the triple head, triple kill bill. It was called, and um, it was unbelievable. I not, I didn't rate at the gates their performance, but again, that was just um, me at the time. I'd had a rather bad accident, um, uh, a work-based accident, and so I wasn't really, at the, I wasn't doing my northing while I'm at the front and getting involved. I was a bit more laid back and sort of just in case, you know, I'd just come out of the cast. So I was a bit kind of, yeah, right, you know, didn't want to get involved. Probably in hindsight, they probably, oh, if I um, did my normal due diligence and stand at the front next to the speaker, we might, I probably would have enjoyed it more maybe. I don't know. I remember being at the back more for At The Gates. But Witchery and Haunted were brilliant. Uh, when they did their, when Witchery did their version of Nosferatu, ah, oh, I've got a great photograph of the lead singer. He's like six for eight, you know, in corpse paint. There's me standing next to him. And I'm not a short man, but I look tiny next to him. Having a beer. It's very nice. He signed my uh, witchery flag that I got at the gig. With a half-naked nun on it. Hilarious. Very good flag, actually. I really love it. I must put it up one day. It's just that it might offend if I put it in the house. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. So, the Swedes break this fantastic um, melodic death sound, and they sort of birthed it to the to the world. And then people were listening, going, "Oh, you know, I I, I could probably sell. I mean, it sounds it sounds cynical, but I could sell more records if I don't sound like Deicide. You know, like if I don't offend, but if I I can make this kind of aggression, but still sell records." Um, the melodic death metal um, subgenre is probably the easiest, as I said, to get into. Here are a few names of bands that you might want to try and listen to if you're looking for your melodic stuff. So, In Flames, um, they're from another Swedish band um, from Gutenberg. 
Uh, Gothenburg, or Gutenberg. Gutenberg's an actor, isn't he? <laughs> Steve Gothenburg. Um, Children of Bodom, uh, Arch Enemy, Soil Work, um, Black Dahlia Murder from the States, At the Gates, which I mentioned, uh, Avatar, which are coming soon actually to Australia. I'm not going, my, my colleague is. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a quite a few. So you you can get you can find them if you just Google melodic death, you know, or uh, you know, and and, and that that sort of that sort of side of it is the entry level. You might then go, oh, well, can I go deeper than melodic death? You could then try technical death. Now, technical death is not progressive death. Interestingly, you'd think it'd be the same thing because usually they are. No, it's about string skipping on the guitars. Got um, complex bass lines, blast beat drums, jazz fusion, um, as well as thrash and uh, mixed in. Um, they're inspired by bands like Megadeth, Slayer, Voivod, Creator, Dark Angel, Coroner, Watchtower, uh, and the main um, bands that sort of. Um, sitting around the the that you might know are, are, are technical death bands are uh, one of the best of the lot is nile um that nile have been around since 1993 in fact they played in australia recently brilliant um technical death band psychoptic the fantastics i think they're a sydney based band the the wonderfully named gorguts uh ulcerate i mean these are these are names that you know we're not going to forget are you um Atheist, um, Cynic, another one of my favourites actually, uh, you know, I mean there's so many, so many of them, I'm flicking for another fine ones that uh, that you might, I would, um, Thy Art is Murder, again, uh, a, a probably a bit easier to listen to, uh, and easier to find actually on, on you know, on most, and Gorgera, Gorgera of course, uh, probably one of the, mo the world's most known technical deaf band. Uh, there's also progressive deaf, okay? Uh, so that leads on to a different genre because progressive deaf is a bit more... It's not... I mean, it's similar to technical deaf, you know? So, I mean, because it emerges the the brutality of deaf metal with the the nuances of progressive metal, of music, uh, rock. And the bands that are, that are sort of the most well-known are bands like, and I've mentioned them on the show before, the Melbourne band, one of, probably the best progressive metal band in the world which is Neo Bliviscaris. Uh and then you've got of course Opeth you know um, you know this I mean I mean Godra is almost in that in that Meshuggah uh, or in that that's genre in that genre as well um, I mean there's so uh, Oblivion Sadus Nocturnus Therion Morbus Cron uh, some of the bands I would listen to um you know, particularly, you know, if you want to get into it, I mean, the progressive deaf scene is mainly sort of like, can you imagine Neo Bliviscaris is like two vocals, one clean, one um, dark and aggressive and, and, and growling. And then you've got violins, clean guitars, interesting, like six string bass parts and, you know, um, sort of almost uh, virtuosic uh, guitar pieces tapping and string you know i said skipping and it's 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 beautiful when it's done well and opus do it very very well but near bliviscaris in my opinion do it the best sorry dipping in my tea but that's 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 deaf in general guys i mean um would i would i listen would i recommend it yes i would um What's my to my f feeling of it? Well, I grew up listening to the early um, sort of incarnation of the genre, so I'm always excited when new things come along and new bands come along uh, that to push the boundaries. Uh, well, like all of us, I mean, I love Maiden, but you can only listen to that so much. You know, you do need variety, and um, don't be scared. That's all I can say, guys. Don't be scared. There are listeners. I know there are listeners to my show that that are new to the genre that do go and they tell me they reach out and say turn i listen to what you said and i wasn't i didn't really like it and that's fine that that's not uh, for everyone you know uh it, it can be an acquired taste it does have the ability to be moving and beautiful it also has the ability to be soul crushing and um and 
hard-hitting and diabolical almost to some extent, uh, if that's a real, I can use that word. Um, but, you know, do search it out. There's lots of pages around it, and there's lots of books written about it. But as I said, go and start at the beginning. Go possessed, then go death, then go, you know, obituary and morbid angel and day aside and move through the categories and then move on to maybe some of the subgenres as in Sweden, you know, with with the, you know, with at the gates and witchery and haunted and so on. And then you can, you know, stick go into the European stuff and try Godura and you know, in your progressive metal scene or try some tech metal with as I said, you know, with uh, in flame not in flames at um Thy Art is Murder and so on. Um there's 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 always something within these subgenres that you, you might enjoy. I mean, we love genres, don't we? Because it clearly defines what we're listening to and gives us almost a tribalistic um, want. It sort of, it, it, it tweaks our feel feel of tribalism, doesn't it? It helps that sense of um, being in a gang that we used to get with the old in the eighties when there were so many seventies and eighties when there were so many musical. Um, Variants that we all had different gangs, or you're not, you're a punk, or you're a skinhead, or you're a metal, or whatever. That you get that with these subgenres. Um, it sort of tweaks that inner side you that we don't get anymore. That little bit of um, uh, oh no, the, only I know this band, you don't know that sort of like sort of snobbery that I quite enjoy, but also detest at the same time. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Now I'm going to give you a list now, um, homework listeners, of some songs. Now take note, I might write these down, or try and write these down in the show notes, if I can remember to do so. If not, if you've got a paper and pen ready, if not, pause it now, because um, I'm going to read out some names. So I'll give you a second to pause it, and one, two, three, I'm sure you're back. Are you back? Are you sitting comfortably? Well, I'll begin. Let me get my book, the, the Book of Armaments. That's a heavy tome. Uh, not a tone, a heavy tome. Okay. This book is a brilliant book. This is was given to me by a good friend of mine. And uh, it lists all of the sort of, of your uh, necessity, the songs that you must listen to in each of the genres. A really brilliant book. Even I missed a couple of these and went and listened to myself. And I thought, well, you know what? Absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm going there. So... Here we go. At, these are not in any particular order, by the way, guys. I'm not saying listen in this order, but this is probably the order you should listen to because this is the order where they'll sort of fall in their genre years. Okay, so um, Possessed Pentagram. That's from the Seven Churches album, the 1985 Seven Churches album. Brilliant, as I mentioned. Um, Death, Spiritual Healing. I mentioned that before as well. That's from the 1990s album, Spiritual Healing. That's the more jazz uh, infusion. Now, don't get scared by that. Heavy metal people, jazz is a beautiful thing, but it, it. I mean, I'm being, I'm really stretching the, um, the friendship here by saying jazz. Um, Obituaries, internal bleeding from slowly we we rot, 1989. Um, Morbid angels, immortal rights, one of my favourites from Altars of Mad, uh, Altars of Madness in 1989. Then we get to Deicide. Ooh, now this one I would probably come up with a long run. Um, Dead by Dawn died their, their their eponymous album in 1990. Day aside, and that's a tour I saw them on. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's 1990. Either way, um, it was pretty bloody amazing. I remember. Uh, and then Entombed, as we said, Entombed. Now they sort of really um, changed the sound, didn't they? Um, left hand path, the left hand path, nineteen nineties. All, if you notice, eighties and 90, late eighties, early nineties. Huh? Carcass um, with corpse, uh, corporal jigsaw quandary. Um, that's corporal, which is like not corporal but corporal. C o double p, c o r p o r a l. Uh, from uh, now, excuse me, I'm going to butcher this name out of this album. I've listened to it uh, numerous amounts of times, but I always get it wrong. Necrotism. Desiccating the Insublurious, 1991. You know, they do love it. These bands, particularly UK Carcass, I mean, they really, really enjoyed this sort of um, uh, 
almost because I think they were. I think if I remember rightly, they they were medical students. I'm sure mm, I might be wrong there. Emulation, em, those that left behind, Dawn of Possession, 1991, the album. Bolt Thrower, the brilliant Bolt Thrower. Um, what dwells with from War Master, 1991, brilliant album. That one is one of those ones you should definitely underline. If you're listening carefully and writing this down, underline that one. And back to Entombed again with Twisted Mass of, uh, of Burnt Decay from Mental Funeral, 1991. A Cannibal Corpse. Okay, look, I've, I've put a Cannibal Corpse single in, uh, a song in here because, listen, I had to, didn't I, really? I, I've talked about them. Uh, I don't want to diss them. Uh, not my kind of thing, but uh, the song is Hammer Smashed Face, Tomb of the Mutilated, 1992. Uh, Anyway, uh, Gore Guts, brilliant, the brilliant Gore Guts. Now, they are an album, they're a band that are very, they do split the room, literally. Uh, the Erosion of Sanity from their album, The Erosion of Sanity in 1993. That's a, self, that's a, a, a song that takes a little while to grow on you, but once, you, once you've had it in your head for a while, um, you won't forget it. And that, my friends, is a Tony a Tone's promise. Uh, not that means anything, but it's a Tone's promise. And then we get into At the Gate, Slaughter of the Soul from Slaughter of the Soul, 1995. Mm. Yes, the Swedes at their best, I think. I know they're entombed, but a Swedes at their best in this particular track. Um, now, I think they played it live when we saw them. Again, I was probably almost really drunk because they came on the they were the headlining band they get on till like 11.30 and I've, we'd been there since 8 and I think I was a slightly inebriated so I don't know if they did I'd have to look at the set list I've got it somewhere and then of course you've got Meshuggah uh, for Future Breed Machine you know, from the album Destroy, Erase, Improve 1995 Meshuggah again is one of those bands that people absolutely love um, I don't enjoy them that much they're not my thing uh, I saw them at Download, Soundwave, um, and I, I don't know. I just it just seems a bit a bit like Kill, Kill Switch Engage for me. It's a bit, um, oh, shouldn't we really say that? Should I? Yeah, I'm gonna. It's a it's a bit middle of the road blandy for me. But you know, if you're gonna you know listen to things like Deicide, then you go to Meshuggah. It's, it's a little bit easier listening. No, no, it's not easy listening. But you know, you know what I mean. Then um, we've got. Dying Fetus, now there's a name and a half. Um, be careful when you're Googling that at work. Um, Praise the Lord, Opium of the Masses, from Destroy the Opposition in 2000. Um, again, we're now hitting the new millennium, and the, uh, the songs are getting a little bit more technical, a little bit more clean, a little bit more well-produced, a little less DIY. Um, then we get to In Flames. Again, uh, a part of that sort of Swedish... Um, sort of attack on the genre and bullet ride from the album Clayman the year 2000 and then we get really deep in here this is one of my favorites one of my mates favorites I've seen them several times and every time I see them um, I always think they're more black metal band but they are a death metal band which is you know sort of I think they play in that sort of genre a bit like um, a bit like behemoth does sort of uh, children of bottom uh, with the song Six Pounder from the album Hate Crew Death Troll in 2003. Uh, again, sort of, you, you want, if you like if you like your your death metal darker and blacker, then certainly um, hit Deicide or Children of Bottom. And now we're getting to the more technical stuff. Here we go. As I mentioned before, Nile. Now this one here. Um, this is this is a this this is an interesting name. Uh, Masturbating the War God. Sorry, people with children listening. Um, from the album Black Seeds of Vengeance in the year 2000. So again, early millennium, um, turn of the you know turn of the century sort of album. It's pretty bloody uh, technical. It's actually probably their best album um, by far. Uh, I find it very soothing in a very technically hard way. Uh, they're they they are really nerdy. They're the, 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 the you know because they're prog metal they're prog deaf they're very they're full of um you go to a Nile gig and there's hardly any headbanging we're all just standing there arms crossed you know staring at the um the technicality of the guitarist and the bass player and then we go a little bit more madness we go a little bit go darker we go with decapitated um spheres of madness from the 
album uh, Nihility, which it was released in 2002. Oh, hit the mic. Um, now it does get a little bit darker because you go Necrophagist. Now Necrophagist is they like like Dareside, like um, like Children of Bottom, a bit like Gorguts. They they are going to. They, I think they alone, uh, even amongst the hardcore death metal fans, they do um, sit in a different kind of sub-genre of their own. They're almost, they don't have a genre. They're, they're so um, violently graphic in their in their lyrics and their imagery and their artist artwork and their musical form that they're almost outside the boundaries of death to some extent because death has become quite clean and 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 not the wrong word it's a bit more commercial anyway and then we go to the american band the black dahlia murder um i'm charming is a song by from the album my asthma in 2005 um i came across black dahlia murder mm, the black dahlia murder sorry or dahlia murder depending where you live um about eight years ago ten years ago um not i mean i saw them at a festival it was mad and, and they're really good and I'd love the concept I love the concept of the name it's obviously after an unserved unsolved murder of an actress who was found um, in a bush in the I think it's the 50s um, and she's completely and utterly like like Jack Ripper she's just gutted and, and very in a very bad way half a body is left and then some of the legs are I think on the side of the road and oh, it's just horrible um, yeah uh, and it's it's see it, it, they do they sort of do a lot of that kind of serial killer motif, and then we we're going to go to the UK to one of what I would call well I would call a hardcore punk band. Uh, I find interesting on this list um, that I put it on the list because is hardcore is it death metal? I'm not completely sure. The band is Extreme Noise Terror, and uh, We the Helpless is the song from the album A Holocaust in Your Head in 1989. I don't... See, I first saw Extreme Noise Terror um, on the bill with GBH um, and uh, UK Subs at the Marquee, probably 1990, maybe? Sorry, and I, I would not have put them in the death metal thing. They're just not that technical. It's much more uh, hardcore punk aggression, but yeah, it's there. And then we come to Name Palm Death. Of course, we had to we had to flick across Name Palm Death, didn't we, Lee Dorian? We had to flick across it. Um, Suffer the Children uh, from the album Harmony of Corruption, 1990. Now, you just won't hang along. This won't hang around long. Um, you might have put the song on, sat down, it'll be over. Uh, they, they, they're not known for their speed I think the average length of one of their songs is about a minute and a half um, they, they had the fastest song in the world at one time uh, Guinness Book of Records I'm sure they did uh, which I remember watching them on <laughs> crazy I once saw them on like a kids program in the UK on a Saturday afternoon like the live band It was they were talking I think they were talking about underground cultures or bands or something they were being sort of hip and trendy and I don't think they knew what they'd booked because they came on and they just went you know and it was over and uh, I'm sure that the producers were like what I don't remember who booked this one um, you know anyway they're back out again so well looking to them again don't need a lot of time for them and finally we come to the end we've got another wonderful our, uh, band name with a really quite tragic track name but also probably their best song that they've ever made and that was a band called Pig Destroyer alright um, and the song is called Piss Angel very nice eh mm. something you take home to your mum and dad band members like that isn't it um, Prowler in the Yard 2001 the album came out um, again for me they sit in the same almost pocket subgenre as um, Deicide and Repulsion and um, you know, Necrophagia and Cannibal Corpse and Gore Guts. They're, they're where they sit there. They sit in that almost absurdist kind of um, horror movie stuff. And just one at the end, because I really like the name of it, and I have got to get you to listen to this, and this is Agrophobic Nosebleed. What a great name for the band, eh? 
I just have this image of some poor guy, you know, can't get out of the house, finally opens the door and suddenly, you know, he's, he's, just, he's so nervous that he just starts, you know, pissing blood out of his nose, poor thing. And the song's called Kill Thing for American Ape, Ape Shit. <laughs> Kill Theme for American Ape Shit for America, from the album Frozen Corpse Stuffed with Dope 2002. There you go. I'll, I'll end it on a, on a light note, all right, because it is absurd. Absolutely, utterly absurd. Um, there are my there are my tips. Um, I said if you oh I hit the mic. Um, if you didn't sorry if you want to put your ears there. Um, if sorry if you couldn't get it all down, uh, I will attempt. In fact, what I'll do is I'll put these all into my into my Spotify um, playlist which I'll tag to the show, um, the show's Facebook. And so if you want to pop over and uh, listen to that, I'll also write them down for the Facebook page. I'll just write them down on the Facebook page so you can go and find them written down as well at your own leisure in case you don't want to go. Unless you don't use Spotify, um, that's fine. But I might do that for and I'll leave, and I'll leave it up for a couple of weeks so people can have a listen. Um, I normally change the Spotify playlist weekly, but I'll, I'll happy to leave it there for um a couple of weeks so you can have a listen uh, but you know those for the future that if you're listening to this in the future and haven't couldn't write it down the Facebook page will have um, the them written down and as I says I might try and put them all into the show notes but it might be too much I won't put the album names I'll probably just put the name of the, the, the band and the song anyway that's me for this week I hope you enjoyed it uh, I hope you enjoy your deep dive into um, death metal it's a very f- interesting subgenre, and its many other subgenres also are interesting. Don't be scared by it. Treat the vocals like an instrument, as I've said before in the show, and you might therefore quite understand that it is such an interesting, um, and it is very masculine. Yeah, there are female death metal bands out there. Um, I mean, one of my favourites is Crypta although they would call them more black metal, but I would say they're death metal as well. Um, all female from Brazil. Brilliant, brilliant band. New album coming out soon. Did a review of them earlier in the show, one of the early shows. Go have a listen um, and have a listen to that as well. But that's for me now. Bye for now. I'm going to go and uh, finish off my tea, have another biscuit, and uh, chat to you next week. Bye for now, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.